Hi everyone. So welcome back to Brown Girls Blooming. This is Melissa. And this is Bella, your <laughs> pod host. Thanks for joining us after um I don't a even know how many year, months. A six, six year? year? <laughs> it felt like it. It felt like a long ass time. No, literally, but I want to give out a, a shout out to Tony because <laughs> he's been a real one asking us when we were going to record. Um, Tony, you're just a fucking real one. Honestly. Dude, I know. <laughs> but literally, like, um, if you guys are here listening to this one, like, we appreciate you because topic is pretty much, I mean, affects everyone, but it's just uh, what happened as a result of, you know? Um we're going to be talking about mental health um, and talk about what has happened, give a little update between both of us, because has it been six months, you said? I think so. I think the last time we recorded, it was May? February, no way. March. No, I think it was oh March. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, like, oh my God, it's been seven months. Oh, so much months. stuff happened. No yeah, way. seven, eight months. Eight, eight months because it's November now. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. It's, it's almost like a year. Daughter, I was gonna say my daughter's about to turn one. Like <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, but so much has happened in eight months, which is kind of why we haven't been able to like um like meet up and just like record. Um but yeah. You wanna you wanna start talking about it? Okay, so we were gonna talk about mental health, right? And I think the last time we were talking about, it, I was talking about how I was getting out of the military, and I'm finally out. And I feel like that's been like the biggest stressor, um, the biggest like weight on my shoulders. Like, like um, when I tell you I was stressed, like I've literally shedding pounds off um, because of how much I was stressed wow you know like it's literally so insane and I mean I've only been out like as of like two weeks ago but I mean it's like a different type of transition Uh, I don't know it's kind of hard to explain like when you're not military you know but I mean I don't know for you I guess it's like the transition from graduating college and then moving on to like Mm -hmm. you know the real world Mm-hmm. you know yeah um, I think that's a I mean I think that's a good comparison I don't really know I mean like you said I don't know what it's like but fuck like everything you used to tell me I can't even imagine going through all that and the stress and how demanding it is on your body on your mental health so I'm really happy to hear that you're out oh thank you I appreciate yeah. it yeah like your but- life is so different it is like I mean it's so weird because like now I'm I work at a part time you know I work at Sephora, yeah my my favorite store in the whole world, <laughs> and it's so weird like like it it was like super emotional for me in the beginning because I was telling um Jose and my husband um like it's so weird that I can say like oh my gosh I'm going to work and like be happy about it yeah instead of like dreading and being like fucking depressed all day because I have to go to work yeah you know so how was um how was the separation process for you like how like talk us through like 
filing the paperwork to separate and then the preparation for that and then what came after that I mean it was like I mean I have been preparing for this for like years <laughs> you know yeah but, I mean the military makes it so like hard to separate whereas like to enlist is literally like the quickest thing ever mm-hmm. but to separate it's like you have to do a bunch of trainings and a bunch of paperwork kind of asking like what are you gonna do after you get out like financial plans career goals like if you want to be an entrepreneur if you want to go into the workforce um trade school or go to school and and thankfully like i'll have like um basically like a scholarship you know to put it easier um like so when i i can go to school and for me right now, as I mentioned, like I was just mentally ill, <laughs> as you put it. <laughs> um, I just didn't want to go to school right away. Like I knew I wasn't at a good place and I didn't want to put myself through that until I knew yeah. I was ready, you know? Yeah, it's and so a lot. I was just like, it's a lot. So I was, yeah, exactly. And I was like, I got my two kids. I don't know if you can hear one of them screaming, <laughs> but. <laughs> um I'm just not in the good position to go to school right now yeah so I was like I'm just gonna work part-time and kind of ease my way into you know civilian life Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then later on when I feel ready and I feel like also like when my kids are a little older because you know I'm like she can't even walk like it's just a lot and later on down the future I'll decide to because I was working in healthcare in the military and I didn't realize how burnt the fuck out I was yeah. until I got out, you know, especially with like COVID and stuff. Um, yeah. How a lot of nurses like quit and all this shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I had been wanting to be like a doctor for like the longest time ever. And I know it like my transition getting out and stuff. Um. I just didn't want to start like a new chapter unless I was like 100% positive. Yeah. And so now I'm just living life day by day, working at Sephora. Yeah, as you said. Trying to be happy. I mean, I'm already a lot in a better position, you know? Yeah. Um, Now it's just trying to find my identity as Melissa. Wow. And as like the military person I was. Yeah. And also trying to rebuild myself um like with motherhood and stuff because that shit is hard as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the military, like oh like having kids in the military, eleven out of ten don't recommend. <laughs> but you know, I did it. And yeah, so, yeah that's a little snippet of my life. I love what you said about rebuilding your identity because I feel like especially in things like in different when you're like enter different like systems like academia or like the military um, you just get sucked into this one identity of like being a student or being a part of the military that you like forget every other aspect of your life so I I thought it was really and I love that you are like aware of that and not just like struggling and not knowing that you kind of like had your identity taken away from you in a way. No, just seriously, like I don't know. I mean, military me, like 
I mean, I would say in the beginning, it's certainly different. Like when you first join the military, you're kind of like a robot, like just following orders, like being told what to do and stuff. I found my courage, you know, to speak up and stand up for myself and others. And I knew the military wasn't for me when, you know, a bunch of all that stuff happened. Like, I just knew it wasn't for me. Like, I would say like mid my contract because I served five years. Uh And now that I'm out, I'm like, damn, this is what it's like to have rights, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, so now that you're looking back at your time in the military, do you feel like in a way, do you regret doing it or do you wish to have taken a different route or like, what are your thoughts on that experience overall? See, and that's like the crazy part because like me and my husband were both in the military. So we both like, we understood each other mm-hmm. and like, do like my whole like life, like so much stuff happened like during my contract, like I had my son, I had my daughter, I was in my, I joined when I was 21 and I'm almost 26. So, like, that was, like, a huge, I feel like your 20s in general are just, like, you're trying to find yourself, you know, and I just had added, like, another um, layer Mm -hmm. to do that, you know, and so now I'm just, how I was saying, like, trying to peel off this military layer myself and Mm -hmm. trying to discover, like, my new wants and needs and stuff now that I'm entering my late 20s yeah (laughs) it feels so weird saying that (laughs) um and certainly like different priorities and I mean I don't regret it because I've had I've learned so much about life and I've grown so much as a person mentally emotionally like when I had left college in like when I was 19 like literally looking back at it I was like damn like I was so emotionally immature you know now and now that I'm entering my early my late 20s it's <laughs> so weird to say that um like I can actually like, if I were going to school like I was I wouldn't be like the same person that I was right but I mean I don't regret serving Either way, I made tons of new family and friends, and it's just like a different bond. Yeah. You know? So hashtag no regrets. <laughs> no hashtag regrets. not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but okay, so when was like the moment that you were like, okay, let me seek help because I'm not okay mentally? And was there anything that you feared, any reper- repercussions that you feared? because you were in the military um I think I didn't start going to like therapy till I was like halfway into my contract Mm -hmm. so I was like 23 I think and I knew because like I had been um super like angry at the time and I didn't even have um this was after I had Diego my my son um I, I didn't have postpartum depression or anything with him. Um, like, I was perfectly healthy. And I knew it was, like, the military taking a toll on me because I just had, like, toxic leadership, 
and um i think oh it, it was around covid was happening and just with like child care and um like just one example was like i was i was getting in trouble because i couldn't go to work because my son's daycare was closed because of covid and it would frustrate me how like the military would be like oh um family friendly stuff like that you know and then here i was like getting in trouble because i wasn't being able to go to work and just like like stupid stuff like that and then i was like just getting triggered i was getting startled like i was getting scared easily like i just had my guard up and then i i was like taking it out on jose like i just became like an angry person and that's when i knew like you know what like because I, in the beginning i was like i don't want to go seek help because i don't want the military to think that i'm that i can't do my job right. i don't know why like at the time i thought that yeah until i like got over it and i mean it, it took me like i think two therapists to finally found, find like the right one for me mm-hmm. and thankfully like my therapist um well i don't see her anymore because i'm you know i'm going through a new chapter without her cry cry <laughs> but, <laughs> i mean i i graduated my little therapy in the military with her yeah but she's helped me like realize like so much stuff i'm like i'm getting emotional i miss her for real oh <laughs> stop she had a big um military um what do you call it like audience or like her her clients were about, like mostly military so mm-hmm. she understood a little bit and she was just always there to help me to make me realize things because apart from the military you know I was still being a mother I was still being a wife I was still being you know me and I cannot thank her enough for helping me like come out of that dark hole that I was wow. once you know you yeah you should send her the link to this podcast when we post oh my it. god I'd be, so, I'd be so shy no you should do it i think i told her about it though imagine she listens i know that'd be like so cool to this thing that's so crazy because i also i also told my therapist about um about the podcast and she Oh my God. So when you said like you needed to go through multiple ter- therapists, like I totally felt that because fucking finding a therapist that under that you feel connected with and that you feel understands you is so fucking challenging. Like I, I think I've gone through like three or four different therapists before I found the one that I really liked. And then because I moved from Texas to California, I wasn't able to use her anymore because, um, or not use her, but like <laughs> work with her anymore <laughs> because she um, is only able to service people in Texas. Yeah. So yeah. I feel you with like needing to go and look for a therapist all over again. It's so challenging. I've like contacted two therapists in California and then have availability and it's just frustrating. No, seriously though, but like if you need help and you feel like the one you're talking to right now like that therapist is not for you like listen to your gut you know I feel like that's what helped me a lot like I just knew there wasn't like a connection yeah you know so just listening to your your gut 
because there's going to be a lot of trials and tribulations, you know, but honestly, like, once you find that right person, like, you feel the chemistry, like, you feel the connection, and, like, (laughs) so for me, I want, it sounds like you're looking for someone to date. (laughs) Yeah, did I? I'm dead. Well, I'm about to marry this person. vulnerable because I mean me with mine like I was never vulnerable like that ever before and it was weird trying to like like she would like push my buttons you know Mm -hmm. and me trying to find like the right words to say and stuff I don't know it's hard the therapy journey is hard yeah I agree I got so fucking lucky to find a therapist that was a queer Chicana um, who focused on what happened? Oh, I love that. I was yeah. gonna say I love that. And she was from San Antonio, and and I never really met like very radical. See, that's what I mean about chemistry. Yeah, <laughs> like, honestly, you and already have a connection. Yeah, honestly, and she was very spiritual, and I'm very spiritual. And just like the conversations that we would have, I could never have that com- type of conversation with anyone, and and mm-hmm. it was. It felt like, I don't know. It was like so our, easy. Yeah, it was so easy, but it also felt like it was our destiny to find each other. I was like, cliche yeah. and fucking crazy. But that sounds like dead ass. We would just like say to each other, like I like I feel like the universe or our spirit guides are like putting us no, in It was so fucking crazy. But yeah, definitely keep like looking. If you don't feel totally comfortable with someone, like this is your money. Well, I mean, I'm assuming. Um, like it's a lot of money uh for therapy. So find someone that you feel like you truly uh feel comfortable with that you can be vulnerable with because it's a space where you're supposed to heal. And if you're not being vulnerable, then I, I feel like in mm, I don't want to say I don't want to say that because I think therapy in general is not a waste of time but like you can benefit so much more from it if you are vulnerable with the right person right yeah oh, I love that Aww. yeah so, I hope she listens to our podcast yeah per, I, I'm gonna probably gonna send it to her um <laughs> but <laughs> what was I gonna so say what's um, happening to you girl eight more <laughs> So much has happened. So I moved to, to I moved to California from Texas. In, yeah, I think we were talking yeah. about it, right? We were like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see you. You're gonna be over here. I know. I think that was the last time. I think the last time that we posted, it was something about like I had just gotten a job you offer. Were yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh yeah. So I moved. Um, I am living in Long Beach now. I got two dogs that are my fucking entire Hello. life. Your kids? <laughs> my children, literally my children. I spent dude, she life. literally texted me like one day and she was like, dude, I have dogs, two dogs. And I was like, what? Deadass. Like I spent so much money on them. So much. Because <laughs> I just, I they need everything. Like they need to have the best life and I need to give it to them. <laughs> gonna be like, uh, can I put my my two dogs as like, dependents on my taxes? No, literally, I am going on a trip to Mexico um next month, and I oh asked, I did ask, was investigating if I could take one of my dogs with me on this trip, but I figured what? Yeah, <laughs> just as I don't want to leave them. No, seriously. Oh my but, gosh, you're a little dog sitter. 
No, for real. I um, but what else has happened? I um I started on meds. Um that feels kind of weird to share for me. Oh my gosh, no way. I literally forgot I stopped taking my medication. Oh and you just reminded me. Wait, give us an update on that. Because I think you shared okay, so I don't know what episode it was, but you kind of shared that you were experiencing postpartum. And then you were taking Zoloft, yeah. Oh my gosh, I remember. No, but I don't want to cut you. you no, no, no. Okay, wait. You talk about your experience and then I'll talk about my experience with the medication. I was just saying, like, I was on Zoloft, like, I think, like, 100 milliliters. Mil- mil- the fuck up? 100? <laughs> 100. Yeah, I know, dude. I was, I was fucked up, apparently. <laughs> um, because I started on 25 and then 50 and 75 and they were like, no, you're going to put it on 100. And I was like, well, yeah. shit. But honestly, it helped. Like, I know in the beginning, like, if you're taking medication, like, you're not going to feel like yourself. Like, that's just inevitable, you know. And I just kept telling myself, like, you know, this is temporary. The feelings that I feel right now, but I'm going to feel better. And, I mean, I'm glad I stuck with that because, like, the symptoms are pretty bad. Like, I would get, like, heart palpitations. And I felt like, I had like pins and needles feeling like spiders climbing on me you know like high anxiety like you know yeah and it was just so hard because I had also been with um like I just had my daughter so I had a newborn and then just like a bunch of stuff and it was helping until I think um I started getting worse like mentally and so that's why they had to like crank up the doses and it took <laughs> but it took I mean finally like a hundred for me to finally feel like myself and when I had run out of meds like I mean the most important thing is you know don't skip it even though you feel like you're dying like don't you know yeah. um and I had I think I had lost it or I don't know I was I'm very forgetful right (laughs) and I didn't know where my pills were and so then I just said you know what YOLO like I'm gonna see how I am (laughs) not YOLO (laughs) (laughs) I'll see how I am without the medication and I mean thankfully it was like at the end of my contract like right before I got out that I did that and honestly like I was doing good like I wasn't being harassed anymore and so I was just trying to live my best life and now now that you mentioned like oh I got put on medications like I had completely forgotten that I was on Zola like oh my gosh wow I'm I'm literally mindful right now like I'm glad that you're off it for good reasons and not because you're not taking it and you're supposed to (laughs) Oh yeah, like I'm able to emotionally regulate myself, and I'm That's so proud amazing. of myself. We love that, and I am not able to. So, <laughs> oh yeah, no, but no, is different. <laughs> I fucking hate. Okay, so y'all don't know, but Melissa fucking lives by Yolo, and she <laughs> has made me into a Yolo. I don't even know. Like I live by Yolo now. This whole no, because literally. Okay, so if if I ask you why are you going to Mexico, what are you gonna say? Yolo. 
<laughs> no, literally. Like I don't like if if you if I don't know if I had asked myself that like when I was in high school, like I wouldn't have ever dared. But I don't know. I feel like YOLO is just shooting. <laughs> We're fucking living in 2013. <laughs> we didn't oh live gosh. our YOLO in 2013, so we're living it in 2022. <laughs> oh my, no, in 2023 and so on. Oh, for 10 years later. <laughs> no, but this whole summer, if I wanted to do something, I'd be like, Melissa, should I do this? She'd say YOLO. And I'd be like, you know, right? You, you know what? You're right. YOLO. And then I would just do it. Um, that's why I had the fucking lit oh, with good though, reasons, so. you know. Yeah, good <laughs> reasons, and I had the best summer, so I'm not even fucking mad at that. But um, Aww, I'm so happy for you. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, my so you were the only medication that they ever prescribed to you was Zoloft. Yeah, I never changed. That was the only. That's one interesting. I ever had. Okay, so my medication journey was a little bit different. Um, so I was first prescribed Prozac back in May, because that's when I reached out to psychiatrists and I told them like, I'm going through a lot right now and I am not able to regulate my emotions. Like it was really, really bad. Do you remember Melissa when I was telling you about work? Yeah. Yeah. It was really bad. just couldn't function. Yeah. I I couldn't, like I would wake up. And my like immediate feeling thought was stressed already and shit, you know. Yeah, I would wake up and I'd start crying. I would yeah. wake up in the middle of the night and cry, and I would be at work teaching, literally teaching, and I'd have the kids read a book, and I'd go to the back of the classroom and I'd be crying like silently oh, every day. So it was so hard. It was so challenging, yeah. and it got to a point where I needed to take two weeks off um, of work because I couldn't physically oh, be there, right. and. Mm. Um, so much anxiety so I reached out to psychiatrist and I was like hey like I am going through this and I really want to get on meds and I honestly didn't expect it to be that easy to get on meds it's surprisingly very easy oh Do you really feel like for it me it's hard really no, like I mean how? I don't know maybe that's just the military I don't know I, I kind of have to like well for me like before I had like my postpartum they were like oh, let's try to try different types of therapy before we put you on meds. But then, but then I understand why they gave it to me with um, my postpartum depression because I was literally like, oh, I'm suicidal. And they were like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know. Oh, interesting. I don't know if it, I mean, I don't know if it was the location that I went to then or because one of my friends, she had referred me to this location and she told me that it was also really easy for her. And then I tried getting meds again in California and it was so easy as well. To a point where I was oh, like, okay. it's kind of dangerous that it's like yeah. this. And I feel like a part of me is like, I could just literally be lying and get fucking Zanny and sell it on the street. I'm dead. <laughs> but I think if you. <laughs> Not the Zanny. <laughs> I think if you um if you have insurance and again this is like I'm speaking from privilege because I know not everybody has insurance if you have insurance it's like fairly easy to get meds so if this is something that you feel like is a huge barrier and you have insurance I'd suggest like I mean reach out to me and I can guide you in the best way that I know how to um but it's not as complicated as I feel like I perceived it to be but anyways um so I took Prozac where I, I got started on Prozac 
and it was fucking amazing i was like what i was like what the fuck is this what it feels like to be fucking normal because i could wake up every day when my alarm rang the first time (laughs) i wasn't crying every day i was able to focus on work i was productive i felt like i had energy throughout the day it was like a drastic change and i couldn't believe it i was in shock but i started to get like um a slight heart murmur and what? I, yeah, didn't I tell you that fun? I literally would wake up, that. I would wake up in the middle of the night because my heart was beating a little bit faster. I don't know. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Oh my yeah. God. And then I had shortness of breath. So I couldn't even, and at this point I had already started running. So I couldn't even go on runs because I couldn't fucking breathe. <laughs> so oh yeah, I told this to my psychiatrist and he was like, okay, stop it. Let's try this vitamin. So I tried this vitamin thing. Um, it didn't work. Wait, was and it ashwagandha or what did you take? No, it was some type of vitamin that he was like, there's a lot of research. I don't even know what the name is. Uh, he was like, there's a lot of research that it helps with antidepressant, like antidepressant, sorry, that it helps with uh, depression. Um, so we tried it and it was so fucking expensive. It was like $60 for a 30 day. Um, Why? Like, it's like $2 what a is day. It yeah, it was so expensive. Um, but that didn't end up working. It wasn't doing anything for me. And then he put me on Zoloft. And I was like, twins, me and Melissa get to match. I'm good. We're both <laughs> fucking crazy. I was so fucking hyped. I was hyped because we were on the same head. <laughs> I was there. But um, so I started on Zoloft and I literally only took it for one day. Okay. But I think it's also my bad. Cause okay. So I took it for one day and the first day that I tried it, I fucked up because it was my niece's birthday party. And with my family, you can't not drink. So I'm good. You drink. Yeah. So I, I already, about that. yeah, I was already getting a little bit of heart palpitations and, um, yeah, it just made it worse. And it made it worse when I was drinking. And then I, after the party, I went out with a friend to go drink at the bar. And it was just, it was bad. But part of it was like me. And I want to like say that. So people don't think that like Zoloft is a devil. Um, (laughs) But uh, so I immediately stopped taking it. I was like, fuck this. Um, And I, after that, I actually got into like this manic episode. Um, And I don't know if it was, the medication or if it was me um but then I was like okay well I definitely need to try something else but at this point I didn't have any insurance because I was switching jobs so I had Mm -hmm. lost insurance for my other job and I hadn't officially started at my new job so I didn't have insurance until two months ago and in September I found a new psychiatrist who's really cool and I was telling him about like the, my medication journey and he suggested we t- we try Lexapro which I actually was really excited about because I wanted to try Lexapro next and I'm only on five milligrams of Lexapro but I can definitely feel I definitely feel a lot more stable like I don't feel like oh, I no. yeah I I don't feel great like I did with the Prozac I think it's also because I'm taking five milligrams but I don't feel like I have this fucking need to cry every day. I feel very emotionally regulated. Um, and I just feel like my life overall is stable with it. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to try that one too. But I mean, I'm, I'm like, it's a lot of work for me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
I was so sad but- when I couldn't be medication twinsies with you. Broke my heart. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, like finding the right medication too. Like if you stick with it and you realize like it's not working, you know, then that's obviously like not the one right, not the right one for you. Right. But once you find the one for you, like you just feel like you can life again. Yeah. No, no. I'm sorry to explain. <laughs> Try to find the one. I'm trying to find the one romantically now. I already found the one. Um through <laughs> my medication. But um I'm gonna reach out to my psychiatrist. I think I see him later this month and I'm gonna tell him that I definitely want um an increase in dosage. Is that is that how you say? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah um and see what he says he did recommend 10 milligrams but I was kind of scared so I told him that I didn't want to so I'm doing five milligrams for another month but uh the following month I definitely want to do like 10 or 15 so we'll see how that goes now that I'm thinking about it I'm almost like damn you started off with five and I'm here like fuck it a (laughs) hundred you said a hundred dude that's why I was fucking shook you said a hundred like fuck that's crazy oh my gosh you're tears but I'm happy for us. I honestly, like, even though I'm a very, like, open person about my life, thinking about talking about my medication was kind of nerve-wracking a little bit, uh, just because I, I think, and back to what you were saying, like, part of our culture is kind of, like, dealing with it. and frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. And a part of me has internalized that into thinking, like, if I'm on meds, I'm fucking crazy. It's going to be fucking weird. Like, people are going to think that I'm incapable of doing my job or of just, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's just a lot of stigma around it. And and I've internalized some of it. And so mm-hmm. even just me sharing about it is kind of, like, a big step for me and trying it to feel really yeah yeah and releasing all those expectations of that other people have of me I had tried so hard to like heal myself you know mm-hmm. and like military aside everything aside just everything like from my childhood like I swear I saw this TikTok the other day I think I sent it to you and because Jose's always talking about his childhood and like little memories and stuff and I don't know I always envied that that how do you remember stuff when you were like five Mm -hmm. you know and I I just blamed it on me having like a crappy memory and then I saw this TikTok that made so much sense and it was like something along the lines like if you were traumatized or you had gone through trauma in childhood like you repress all of your memories about oh. it and I was like oh my gosh like this is literally why I have no memories like yeah. my earliest memory that I remember is when I was like 13 and oh, I'm shit. like yeah and I mean psychologically like you know talking like you should be able to remember memories since or like I can't remember the exact age but now that I was like when I saw that TikTok, I was like, oh my gosh, it makes sense. Like, I don't remember anything from my childhood. And just like going with that, like me trying to heal myself and being raised, you know, Mexican, like mental health was always just not like frowned upon. Yes, but also like never taken care of. Yeah, for know? sure. 
Mm-hmm. Where and that, of course, like put a toll on us, you know, now being many or not many anymore adults, you know, and yeah. how we, how it just genuinely mm-hmm. affects everything in every aspect of our lives, you know, with, with ourselves, like how we see each other and with relationships mm-hmm. and like to your kids, you know, it's just a lot. Yeah. No. What do you think? No, it just makes me think about like, for example, my cousin, he'll say like certain comments like, oh, you're not mentally strong or you're not this. And just because someone seeks therapy or seeks medication, that absolutely does not mean that they're not mentally strong. I think it means mm-hmm. that they're to other resources that we should resort to if other things are not working in our lives. Um, and, and because we have this mentality, like we have such high suicidal rates, we have people that are fucking struggling, can't fucking get a job, people that are homeless and, um, just realizing and trying to like stay away from that mentality is also super important too. And not like buying into it because it's so easy to buy into that mentality. If it's like your family telling it to you on a daily basis. No. Yeah. Like for me, it was mostly like oh just like pray about it you know like religion <laughs> <Yeah>. and stuff <laughs> and me like I, I guess I had kind of been forced like you know I was I guess kind of I don't think I don't like saying forced but like I had taken all of the sacraments you know being raised Catholic and stuff yeah. and I mean like I don't go to church like I'm spiritual you know I'll pray like on my own if I feel like I need to you know I'm like you helped me realize like very like spirit and intuitive wise too you know talking yeah. and stuff like that and that's how I feel more comfortable and I feel like religion was also you know just kind of for, like fed in into our lives yeah no it is I mean if we even just think about the history and Catholicism comes from the colonizers and it was created to erase our our indigenous cultures and our indigenous culture focuses really? on like Yes. Wait, you didn't know this? No. Dead I'm ass. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> I've said dead ass like okay, 10 times. Your <laughs> yeah, no, it no, comes from crazy. the colonizer. And they, they use Catholicism uh for um cultural erasure to erase our indigenous ancestry because they wanted to basically whitewash us. And so oh yeah, and so brujeria comes from brujeria and witchcraft and all of that. It mm-hmm. comes from our indigenous roots. Like and Catholicism has made us believe that it's demonic um, to do those things so that we can continue to erase that part of ourselves. So when we think about like praying to heal this, it's also like, it's, it's fucking, it's all a fucking lie. (laughs) Like, yes, I, I, I still believe in God, but I think the structures of religion and Catholicism and Christianity, like all of that is rooted in white supremacy and it's literally meant to harm us. So no, um, exactly. Like that's one of the reasons, like, I don't, I mean, I haven't gone to church in a while, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I've only baptized Diego. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like baptism was just kind of like, I'll just have him baptized and then the rest, like, if you want to continue, like, I'm not right. going to force it on you. you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I haven't even baptized my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if I'm going to, but, um, 
yeah with like religion and like mental health that was also like a big thing well for me you know and I guess it kind of like confused me because then I I was like I don't know religion was just crazy and I I didn't appreciate how it was used to kind of like how you say like cover up like stuff that we're going through Mm -hmm. you know it was just like like I had I wish like I like our parents knew like oh our kids need some sort of like stress relief you know yeah I don't know if you see like the post like oh if um maybe because I'm on like mom Facebook like (laughs) it'll be like you see signs of like your kids like struggling like whether it be in school or whatever you know let them take a break and stuff like that and that's kind of like how I live my life now like if I'm struggling like I mean it's still kind of hard like with my parents like oh I need to do this or else I'm gonna go crazy you know because like I just realized now that I cannot be a stay-at-home mom like (laughs) I don't know how people do it like pray like literally hats off to the ones who can but I am just not built for that and luckily um I was able to find like some sort of relief for it like I do Pilates now dude I don't know if I told you (gasps) what but you go to a Pilates studio yeah and it has literally changed my life yes I love that and I'm like so proud of myself because um I finally found something that I wanted to do um for my mental health you know yeah and I'm like oh my only my therapist could see me now (laughs) oh I love that if she could see the growth she'd be so proud (laughs) no seriously but with like mental health like my therapist always um gave me or told me like the importance of having someone like I mean something to like a stress relief like for you like running you know Mm-hmm. exercise like exercise in general is like good for your mental health but also like um if you want to read if you want to do breathing you know different types of exercises like because I had literally tried all of them before mm-hmm. I had done Pilates but also like I'm not in the same amount of stress that I am you know military wise yeah but thankfully like it's working um like my right now like my parents help me out a lot so I'll be like oh um like I'll I'm gonna go to a class like at this time you know or Jose and then I'll go and then I'll feel like so much better like I can literally take out take on the world I don't know it's crazy to believe you know I love that that's amazing what's the name of the studio that you go to um Club Pilates (gasps) no way that's the one I used to go to in Texas what no dude way. dude how the fuck are you affording because that shit was expensive no, dude, it is. <laughs> but for me like i don't know it was just like an investment for me especially right now no, like yeah. with the transition <laughs> and everything you know yeah. i was like no i need this shit like now that was yeah. my gift for myself good <laughs> as, it should, as it should be um but yeah no <laughs> yeah club pilates was was fun but oh my gosh oh, I didn't even I know, know that you did that <laughs> <laughs> now you're making me rethink if I should get a membership I just, oh yeah you should 
<laughs> but that. no, yes, I'm so happy for us. How has it been like living with your parents now that you, I don't think you said that, but you're living with your parents now in Santa Ana, right? Yeah. So like I used to live in San Diego, right? And it was just super hard. Like I couldn't do anything. Um, just me being with like, oh, I don't trust anyone with my kids, you know, unless I drove. It was like two hours ish to like their grandparents. And it was just too much. That was also part of the reason why I couldn't find like my relief, you know, for my mental health and stuff. And so now it's just me trying to um, better myself now that I have my support system. Like my mom, my dad, like they help me out a lot. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, now I like I finally understand the like it takes a village to raise your kids because literally um I'm like I'm gonna um what's it called like I can't express how grateful I am to have like my parents you know and their current parents around to help us because I mean San Diego expensive enough that it, as it was like I was not down to pay for childcare you know yeah yeah Oh, I'm glad that it's working out, though, because, I mean, shit, it could be fucking hard as fuck to live with your parents again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, right now, like, I want to save up money um, because we want to buy a house. Yeah. And, I mean, with the economy, I don't know. With well, the economy, like, next, next year, you know? Yeah. But also, like, I was just so tired of paying rent in San Diego, like literally like $3,000 a month just for like a townhome apartment. Mm-hmm. And I just hated how all of my money, I feel like went to that. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, now I can finally like, I mean, change like my budget, you know, fix mm-hmm. what I, or I can save more, pay off whatever. And then hopefully you know buy a house soon because i'm tired of paying rent (laughs) so wherever you buy a house i will buy the house right next door go (laughs) and then we can go to pilates together oh and then we can carpool (laughs) to pilates and i can uh we'll knock down the gate and the backyard so that the kids can have a big backyard oh seriously that's what we're doing yes and and your yeah and my dogs are gonna be there and your kids are gonna love my dogs and my dogs are gonna love your kids (laughs) oh so yeah it's been a journey these past eight months fuck that's why we haven't showed up because we've been fucking mentally ill but we're good now (laughs) we're living our best life now so we're back hopefully we'll be more consistent i'm praying for that melissa manifesting (laughs) (laughs) manifesting consistency um we are hoping to be able to post more often more frequently yeah more more frequently i don't know about like a particular schedule i know right i'm like we'll have Uh, to set up the details for that i i think i'll be proud if we post once a month (laughs) oh no yeah seriously but hopefully more proud of us so yeah honestly but um we're we're heading yeah. into a new year, you know, all that new year new me. <laughs> Next episode is gonna come out fucking 2024. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're not manifesting that. No, we're not putting that into the universe. But um 
Uh, shout out to everybody who reached out and like asked about the podcast or continue to ask about the podcast and those of you that listen we don't have a lot of listeners but I feel like we have like a few listeners like I'm actually really surprised and proud of us yeah. for the amount of listeners we have shout um, out to your students because they're they're, <laughs> they're literally holding it down like no they're holding the fucking podcast down they really are I fucking love my yeah. students my previous students, my current students. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, ah, uh, like, okay, this is like on a whole nother topic, but like, sometimes I'm also very like wary and cautious of what I say on the podcast. Cause I'm like, my students are going to hear it. Like if it's inappropriate, is this something that's going to be career, you know? Um, but I don't know. I, I'm trying to be radical <laughs> i'm trying to be like okay. i'm trying to be open-minded i'm trying to channel like this liberal energy and know that like i'm putting something good out into the universe and i'm hoping that good returns back to me but um i don't know you never know nowadays everything happens for a reason yeah that's true and i hope my students are actually able to listen to this and learn from it and try to remove a lot of the stigmas that we grew up with because nobody was so open about the things that they experienced, especially with mental health. So I'm hoping that this is like something positive that we're contributing to my students, but also just to the fucking world. <laughs> yes, please reach out to us. If you would like to talk, you know, my, our ears, what is it? Our doors are always open. Isn't that something you guys say? <laughs> <laughs> our dms are always open so dm if you have questions or if you just want to talk about it like girl like it's it's rough out here and sometimes we just need to vent to someone that like maybe we don't see on a daily basis and that can be me or melissa we're open to it oh i love that yeah stay tuned for the next episode yeah when the fuck one. gonna be the next episode? We'll see. I we should have a guest. Let's have you know what I've been thinking? We should have Mackie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right? Like Mackie is one of my military besties. For and now she's my friend. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, but okay, so I was thinking we should do our next episode on dating. That would be so fun. Oh my, oh my god. Okay, down. Okay, so uh, this is just a preview, I guess, of our next episode. <laughs> Stay tuned for what's oh my god. <laughs> we have We have to update like our Instagram and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have to do polls. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, we have okay. been so inactive yeah. on our We used to be so fucking active, too. Fucking <laughs> oh, okay, one step at a time. Yeah, 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 yeah. First, let's try to like edit this podcast. That's step one. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be a long ass episode, but worth it. No, seriously. But yeah, thank you for staying until the end. We appreciate you guys. We love yeah. you guys. Oh, bye. Bye.